0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina and I am bringing you today's word for September 27, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God, where you get a word from God and you got to stand on that word until it comes to pass in full manifestation. Not just partial manifestation, but full manifestation. So we've been studying the life of Abraham. This is part 22 of the series, Standing on a Word from God, part 22. I'm calling it Putting Your Dream at risk, God will lead you to situations where the dream that he placed in your heart is now at risk. And he wants to know, are you going to trust him through the risky situation? Will you trust God? Will you look to him even when he is leading you to put your dream at risk? So we looked at uh, Genesis chapter 22, verses nine through 12 yesterday. I want to go back to that very same passage. And uh, this is what the Bible says. When they... When they came to the place where God told them to go, this is on top of Mount Moriah, Abraham built an altar. He carefully laid the wood on the altar. Then he tied up his son, Isaac, laid his son on the on top of the wood, and then he grabbed for his knife to kill his son and then abraham was ready to do it he, he was ready to put the dream at risk he lifted up his knife to kill his son and in that moment the angel of the lord stopped him the angel said abraham 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 said yes the, the angel said don't kill your son don't hurt him in any way now i can see that you do not wrote, that you do i'm sorry respect and obey god you've been your your faith has been tested you do respect and obey God. I see that you're ready to kill your son, your only son for me. So you don't have to do it now because you were ready to do it. You don't have to do it. So what does this mean to you today? I know that this is an extreme Example, right? A man, you know, ready to kill his own son. This is an extreme example, but we can still learn from it today, especially as it relates to faith. So what does this mean to you today? I have five things to share with you. I want you now, wherever you are to slow down, open up your heart and get ready to receive whatever God is saying to you for this morning. You ready? Here we go. Five things. Number one, after Abraham had walked with God for 42 years, God decided to test his faith. He had been walking with God for 42 years. He started this journey with God when he was 75 years old, and now he's 117 years old. And Abraham was still living with the full manifestation, uh, with an expectation of the full manifestation of the promise. So let me explain what I mean. God told Abraham, listen, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless all the families of the earth through you. The whole earth is going to be blessed because of you and your descendants. Look up at the stars. Yeah, I see them. That's how many kids you're going to have. That's how big. That's how many descendants you're going to have. Look down at the, at the sand. Yes, I see it. That's as the, as the grain of sand in the desert. That, that's how many descendants you're going to have. It's like, wow, that's a lot of descendants. So all of these descendants were supposed to come through Isaac. So, yes, it's true that they waited 25 years for Isaac to be born. Yes, it's true that that was part of the promise and they could rejoice. And most people stop there at the story of Abraham when he was 100 years old and his wife was 90 years old and they had that baby. That's good. But that wasn't the full manifestation of the promise. The full manifestation of the promise was this is how many descendants you're going to have. you the whole world is going to be blessed because of you and your wife and the and the promise and the promise was locked up in Isaac. So when God says to Abraham, go up to the mountain and kill and sacrifice your son and burn him up as a burnt offering God was asking do you really believe that this promise is going to come to pass if everything is locked up in Isaac and I'm asking you to give me Isaac do you really believe that this promise is going to come to pass because if everything is locked up in Isaac and I'm, I'm telling you to kill Isaac then you know that the dream can't die in Isaac because I gave you the dream There are things that God has revealed to you already and like for example God has shown me some things I remember when I was flying around Iraq uh, and I went to Iraq multiple times but I remember uh, uh, early I think this was like 2005 and and they were shooting down helicopters during that time and I was uh, you know and I was flying all around the country in helicopters and uh, I remember just saying like you know there's no way I can die because God has revealed things to me and I've already seen myself doing stuff that I haven't done yet so I can't die until that happens and so Abraham was like come on Abraham had to believe that there's no way that my son is going to die on this mountain because God God told me to look up at the stars and I saw the stars. God told me to look down at the sand and I saw the sand. And God already told me that this is how many descendants I'm going to have. And all the descendants are coming through this boy. So if I kill him, God has to raise him up. That's why he said, listen, we're going to go up the mountain. He says to his servants, you guys stay here. Me and the boy we're going up the mountain. Guess what? Me and the boy, we're coming back down from the mountain. I don't know how this is going to happen, but what I do know is that my dream is not going to die on that mountain. He was fully persuaded. He was so persuaded of the bigger promise that he was willing to put his dream at risk in the temporary state. And so my question for you is, are you fully persuaded? Are you truly convinced? If God leads you to put your dream at risk, if God leads you through a risky situation, will you? You endure it looking unto God the whole time, knowing that there's no way that this thing can can end here. Matter of fact, even if, it, if God gave me this business and showed me what the business is going to be. So if it looks like I'm going through a, a bad situation right now, I guess I'm just going to have to go through it. If God is leading me to do something that puts the business at risk, then I guess I just have to go through it because God already revealed to me what the end is going to be. And so if I really believe what the end is going to be, then it doesn't matter what I go through right now. It has to come to pass. This is how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live so convinced, so persuaded that we will go through whatever we have to go through, knowing that this has to be temporary because God already revealed something to me that's greater. This is how we are called to live. See, number two, God will give you a dream. He will plant his dream in your heart. I'm talking about a dream that was birthed in his heart and he would deposit it down in your heart. And you got to get down to the point where you are fully persuaded that that dream shall come to pass. And once you get there, once you're fully persuaded, once you're living in faith, once you're telling God, I know it's coming. There's no way that this dream is not going to come to pass. Then God will say, "Okay, well, now let's see if you really believe it. He will lead you to do something that will put your dream at risk. And the question is, will you do it? If God said it, Numbers 23 and 19 says, if God said it, he will perform it. If God promised it, he will make it good. So you have to believe that if God already revealed things to you about your future that haven't come to pass yet, then it doesn't matter what you're going through right now. This has to work out. I don't know how it's going to work out. But I know that it has to work out because I'm fully persuaded of the dream. And if he lifts, if he leads me to, to do something that puts the dream at risk, then I can't get so focused on that. That, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. God. Now I messed up because now I'm no longer looking unto God. I'm looking unto the dream. I'm looking unto the thing that he gave me instead of the one who gave me the dream. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Which leads me to number three. Number three. God wants to know if he can trust you with what he blessed you with. That's what he wants to know. God gave Isaac to Abraham and the dream was locked up in Isaac. So God wanted to know, can I trust you with Isaac? I gave you Isaac. And so if I ask you to do something to Isaac, then will you trust me? Because I'm the one that gave you Isaac in the first place. And God will do that with you. Now, um, there will be times in your life that God will test you the same way. He He will bless you with something and then he will check your heart concerning the thing that he gave you. God wants to know. If he can bless you with what you've been dreaming about without what he gave you the blessing becoming an idol right so so let me say say this way if you get so caught up in the blessing that you forget the blessor, right if you get so caught up in the thing that you forget God the God who gave you the blessing then your priorities are going to be out of order and your life is going to fall apart if you want your your life to continue if you want to live a, a strong Secure and stable life, you got to keep your eyes on God. Don't get caught up with with things and stuff. Listen, things and and stuff, those are temporary. They're subject to change. But you just keep looking unto God and and do whatever he tells you to do. Even if it's risky, even at the risk of looking foolish, you got to trust God through that situation. Your faith is being tested. Number four, never get so caught up in something God blessed you with. That you fail to honor the God who was the originator of the blessing. While in Abraham's case, this is very extreme. Right. So I'm not saying people are like, come on, Rick, man, they're talking about killing their son. OK, fine. I got it. This is an extreme case without question. And, 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 and if God told me to kill my son, I, I'm sure I would have a hard time with it. So I'm not you know, I'm not going there. I acknowledge that. But what I am saying, let's just make it more plain for today. People today. And and make sure that you don't get so caught up in the blessing that you forget the blessor. So people today ask God for business. God put the business, the dream for the business in their heart, and they ask God for business. God, I want this business. I believe this is Your will. God gives them the business, and then they get so caught up in the business that they forget about God. They stop going to church. They stop going to Bible study. They stop getting the word, and they walk. Basically, they they. They neglect God. They disregard God. They, they neglect their relationship with the Father because of the business that they supposedly received from God. That's crazy. The, other people do it with a car. Other people do it with a house. They're, God, I want this car. You get the car, and instead of being where you need to be, you washing the car. Or, or you're, you're so caught up in the house or watch this. Here's another thing. A lot of people do this, especially young people with a girlfriend or boyfriend. Oh, man, I want this. God, he is so fine. Oh, Jesus. Uh, can I get And then God. OK, fine. You, you get the boyfriend and now the boyfriend is keeping you from God. That's not God at all. God wants to know, can he bless you without the thing that he blessed you with being a problem? You got to continue to look unto God. And, and keep God first place so that your life doesn't fall apart. Number five and finally, when your priorities are in order and God knows that he could trust you with anything. That he could bless you with whatever he blessed you with. And if he tells you to put it at risk, that you'll put it at risk, that he is number one in your life and and that that's it. He's number one and everything else is, is second to that, that there's no issue with your priorities. Then there's no good thing that God will withhold from you. There's nothing that God won't do. God will bless you beyond your wildest dreams if he knows that the blessing is not going to derail you from your destiny. God wants you, your feet to be to be bound to the path that he established for you from the foundations of the world. God wants to bless you richly. He wants to bless you beyond measure, but he also wants to know that if he blesses you, that the blessing is not going to derail you from your destiny. you got to continue to stay focused. you got to continue to believe God. You can never allow anything that God blesses you with to cause you to to mismanage your relationship with the Father. you got to remain humble, submitted unto him, looking unto him in all things, at all times, being led of the Spirit every day, in every way, saying what he tells you to say going where he tells you to go doing what he tells you to do and never allow anything to keep you from that if you keep your heart that way if you live with that condition then yes there's nothing that God will withhold from you he can trust you to bless you because he knows that the blessing is not going to keep you from the bless or and this is how we are supposed to live (laughs) and this doesn't happen until he can trust you to the point where he will lead you to put the dream at risk he wants to know Will you put it at risk looking unto him the whole time? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this, say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. I expect you will do all you said you would do in my life. I live with full expectation of the dream that you placed in my heart. Now, this is a dream that was birthed in your heart. If you ever lead me to do something that's going to put the dream at risk, I will trust you through the risky situation because you gave me the dream in the first place. So my heart is set on you, the blessor and not any blessing that you give me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply this. And prosper. Keep your priorities in order. Make sure that God is first place. Make sure that you are never derailed by anything, by any earthly thing, by any earthly relationship. That you keep your relationship with the Father and you give Him the honor that He deserves. Either He is Lord of all or He is not Lord at all. Please share this message with someone that you know before you leave the screen. And as you walk into this day, you walk in the blessing, completely submitted to the Father, knowing that. If you live that way, there is no good thing that he will withhold from you. God bless you.